Hey guys, Crew Neil here again with another episode of Muay Thai Save Me. Alongside of me is my CHP, I mean, um, my business partner, Edwin Lopez. He's going for a new look. But buddy, you know what? I don't think we ever covered this. Why are you? Why did you shave off the beard? I'm trying to win a Halloween costume, uh, like a like a party. Okay. You know, they were giving out. Did, did it go off yet or nah, not yet? Fucking yeah! It was this Friday. Oh, we lost I did go. Fucking Buzzier and fucking Woody, dude. No. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? It was rigged. Yeah, it was rigged. That shit was bullshit, <laughs> that was dude. I put in a lot of time. I had what? not shaved in eight years. Damn, yeah, that's crazy. So, but it was cool. The costume was dope. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but we we really went uh, ham on it. Yeah. So. What, what were you guys? Uh, Adam's family. So it was uh, Gomez. Okay. And then Kim was um, Morticia. Okay. Yeah. So that's it was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. We went all out. Like I had my the uh, the the suit fitted and everything. Dang. I took it towards I get it all tailored up and everything. And it was it was cool. But I love that. But, but yeah, this is my business partner, Edwin Lopez. If you didn't recognize him, yeah. you know, minus the beard. But across from us, we have one of our members, Trey. Um, I know that's not your real name, right? I call you Trey because that's like your nickname. No, Trey's my name. Oh, Trey is your yeah, name. Yeah, Look at that. What's your last name? I don't even know. Gable. Gable? Gable. G-A-B-L-E. Gable. Oh, okay. Well, Trey, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, Trey, how long have you been a member with us now? I started uh, at MTK last November. Okay. So, like, I'll have, like, a year coming up. Wow. Yeah. And, Trey, for people that are listening in right now, um, tell us a little bit about Trey. And I'm actually excited for this because me and you never really get a chance to talk much. It's just kind of, Trey, you know, I'm working with you in class, and then it's like, all right, bye, Trey, see you soon. So I'm really excited to kind of hear who Trey is now. So, yeah, uh, I'm Trey, man. I'm from Seattle. I'm from the west side of Seattle. Oh, wow. Uh... Man, I was really, you know, kind of just all over the place as a kid. I did sports, you know, here and there. Uh, big into, like, you know, my community, like my neighborhood. My dad, he was, like, a big factor in my neighborhood. Uh, man, I was bouncing back and forth between schools, kind of. You know, I was always, like, smart. I could handle business in school. Mm-hmm. But uh, just it was the extracurricular activities, you know, like. I just couldn't, I, I just didn't, I couldn't find a reason to stay focused. You know okay. what I'm saying? So like by the time I was like in high school uh, and my dad was sick, he got early onset dementia. Oh, so wow. he didn't really even know like who we were. Like, and so we kind of had to like take care of him. So it was just like kind of a, a, a rocky household. We kept it together for the most part, but I just kind of turned to the streets. I just turned to like my neighborhood just okay. to raise me. I just, I just felt like, I just personally felt like I had a lot of anxiety as a kid and the only way to face it was to just go outside and be with the people that are already out there, you know, and just learn the hard way. Like that's just the, that's just the way I thought was the best way to learn as a kid. Mm. And so I pretty much just chose to get active. So like by the time I was in high school, man, I was up to no good, you Mm. know, but I've always been pretty good at like staying out of trouble for the most part and being able to go to class and stuff. Okay. Uh, but when, when you say, though, like, getting into trouble, like, could you be a little bit more specific? Uh, I mean, <laughs> man, like, at, man, every holiday, you know, like the day after Christmas, we go to the mall. It's my neighborhood. We got 50 people. The other neighborhood, they got 50. The other neighborhood, they got 50. We having 150-person brawls. Oh, wow. You know, like, we having meetings. We fighting after school every day. Mm. You know, I'm fighting 40-year-old men at 15. Wow. Shit. So, but... And it made sense to me because I remember, like, 
they would line us all up and like if they was from my neighborhood they, they would put the gloves on before they get on us okay. which okay. I understood like and I, I remember like I, I got I was kind of uh, I got vocal one time and I'm like hey man like why why do why do you why do you have to do this shit like we mm-hmm. already have enough shit going on and they're like you know what if you're by yourself and somebody comes up to you and we'll do it so I understood it it was like discipline like training you know what I'm yeah. saying so I, I truly believe like I got a good foundation just from the streets itself. Mm. Like I learned a lot, you know, like I can handle my business. I can take care of myself. And a lot of it is due to my activities in the streets. Yeah. You know, uh, I was never really one. I'm not really trying to hurt people. I'm more of like a hustler type person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like we just getting into no good, you know, every, every weekend we're out active school nights. My school was, you walk outside my school, you're on my block, Mm. you know? So like we just, leave school and go across the street and hang out at the store till 10 p.m. Then we go home. Mm, got it, you feel got me? It. Every day. Okay. Were you part of a gang? Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. Okay. But it's just like my neighborhood, really. You got feel it. me? So yeah. it's just like, you know. That's cool. Neighborhood politics. How did you, because um, you know a lot of people when they're in that environment, um, a lot of them get stuck in that environment, right? But what what was different for you? You said you've always been a hustler. What what was that turning point where you're like, Trey, I need something better for myself, man. Like you're talking to yourself, right? You got that inner yeah. commentary. So me personally, I feel like what happened with me happened to my whole generation because mm-hmm. my generation, I would say like all of us pretty much made it out of it because in like 2013 or like earlier before, like I was in high school. So like in the 2000s, all the big homies from my hood got locked up and this like big prostitution ring by the feds. Mm. So we didn't have our big homies out. They were all behind bars. Got it. So like, we kind of had this like fend for yourself mentality. Like we would pay respect and do all that, but it was just us. Mm. So we were like, we didn't really give in to like, we're not getting into like my gang versus your gang. Like you're okay. not talking about no money. We don't have big homies. This is just us, mm. you know? So my whole generation has a different perspective on things. I feel like, um, and yeah, that's what happened with us. We just okay. kind of ended up moving forward and kind of always moving up, you know? Okay. And how old are you, bro? You know what I mean? I'm 30 years old. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And what did you, um, so you're, what brought you to California? When, when did you move to California? So I lived in, okay, so probably when I was 20. So like in my neighborhood, if you don't, get, if you don't have a record, right, or you don't get anybody pregnant, they, like you, you can pretty much go to college for free. Cause we're at risk youth. You feel me? Oh, okay. And so I went to college and I was like 19, 20 and I went to class one day, right? They had a recording studio on campus. Wow. This is at Eastern Washington university. This is a good college. You feel me? And I went to the recording studio. I never went to class ever again. I stayed for the end of the semester and I went back home and I just tried my luck and it worked out for me personally. But, uh, music is what brought me to California. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what kind of like what what do you what's your role in in music in this industry? So here? I'm a I'm an artist. Okay. But like I've always kind of like been a behind the scenes person as well. Mm. So like I've been a part of a lot of different collectives. Like mm. originally in Seattle, and then kind of like these like global internet collectives. I was kind of like on the forefront of like making internet collectives. Okay. You feel me? Like ASAP ASAP Mob, like that era. Oh, wow. You know, so mine was called Thrax House or Gothboy Click, and so. My group personally got big on the mainstream level once Lil Peep started getting big. Okay. You know? So, yeah, he was out here in California, and I think it was, like, 
2016 or something, I moved out here. Okay. Lived out here okay. for pretty much since then. All yeah. right. And then what, what brought you to Muay Thai? Like, I mean, you're in the music industry, right? Typically, it's known for partying, you know, girls, yeah. right? Like, all kinds of stuff, but working out and being active. How did you balance that? So, like, I don't do any of that shit you know what I'm saying yeah. like I don't do none of that like partying like being with like random girls like I don't do none of that but that's because I already went through all that mm. right so like 20 to like 30 I've been like growing out of it so like I got clean off drugs and alcohol I was a heroin addict crack addict wow. you know I did every drug like for like seven years wow and I, I got clean in uh like May 2019 okay and uh that's also another reason why I've been out here in California okay I have like a strong recovery foundation okay uh, but what brought me into MTK specifically was, so I, my last tour with Pete, when he was still alive, we, uh, we were like shopping or whatever. And I, I met somebody and he ended up becoming my mentor. He had sold me some shoes, but he was like a, a factor in the recovery scene. Mm. He could tell I was on drugs. And he asked me like, how are you going to go through every city on this tour and like stay well? You know, because I was an opiate user. Mm. And I'm like, man, I never really thought of it. Like, fans usually just bring me whatever, but that's not safe, Yeah. you know, in today's day and age. But this is like 2017. Wow. And so after Pete passed away, I, I just reached out because he was the only person I knew, you know, in recovery. I didn't know what rehab was. Like, I just thought it was just like a movie. Mm. You feel me? Like, mm -hmm. and I remember, like, he put me at this place in Malibu. It was so nice. And I'm like, damn, like, this is nice bro like they they make your bed for you like all this shit they take you to the gym i never worked out like maybe like in high school you feel me okay and then i, I got clean and so my sponsor my mentor man he he was a, a real pivotal person in my life like he really changed my life for the better mm -hmm. and his wife had asked me like last year to go to church with her right and i felt guilty because it's like i'm not you know like i'm a spiritual person i I'm just not trying to go to church on this day with yeah. you. And I was like, you know what? If I don't go to church today, let me call this place right here. Because mm. I live right by the gym. Okay. And so I had called and Jen picked up the phone and she's like, yeah, you can come in today, right now. Mm. You know, it was like 1030 and she didn't come in at 11. Mm. And I'm like, okay, bet. Nice. And I just never stopped. Wow. So that's why, yeah. Okay. What so, what appealed to you about Muay Thai, right? You just, I mean... You, you called the gym. Was it mainly because it was so convenient for you that you're like, all right, let me check this place out? Like, because most people, a lot of people, it, Muay Thai has built a name for itself over the years, over the last 10 years, but there's still people that don't really know what it is, right? What, what, okay. what um, brought you to where you're like, you know, what, I want to check out that gym, Muay Thai kickboxing gym. I want to I check that place out. Uh, I feel like, so. It's like a mix of a couple things. First and foremost, I'm a huge fight nerd. Okay. Right? I watch every UFC event, almost every one event. Like I've been a huge fight nerd and striking is just mm. icy. Like, mm. you know, it's just so clean and Muay Thai is the best striking in my opinion. Mm. Yep. And so uh, I feel like I feel like it's like I chose to do this because 
I found there's too many holes in just street fighting. Like there's too many holes in just having hands. Like that's just whatever. Like I can feel it like in sparring. Like I could feel like me going back to my old shit where I start moving too much and like you'll say something to me or something. Why are you doing all that, bro? Like stop. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of excess movements and just like there's too many openings and holes in just like random street fighting. And Muay Thai is just a lot cleaner. Yeah. And so I think that that really attracted me to, okay. to the gym. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I love these stories, man. I, I just I sit here and yeah, I'm just like, because, you know, we see each other individual coming yeah. cl to class, but like when you just hear these stories, I just sit here and I'm like, damn, dude, yeah. this is dope. I know. I love it. I, that's why I said from the very opening, I was like, I'm excited to hear Trey's yeah. story because we never get a chance to really sit and talk. Yeah. Um, I thought you were hella famous when you walked in. I was like, who's this guy? Like, I was <laughs> asking everybody. I was like, he seems yeah, famous. I, I was like, he man. seems famous. I was like, who is he? And, and the girls were like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why, but right off the bat. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. He seemed right off the bat cool and everything. So that's pretty dope, man. And I it's love just that like, that's, that's another thing I really like about like Muay Thai and our gym in particular. Like nobody's asking questions like who you are. Like it's just like everything's here and now. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the moment yeah. with us. Yeah. So I like that. It's dope. It's definitely a community that's different from everybody else. And we yeah. hear that all the time. But off the bat, even when I was a student with uh, with uh, Neil and everything in the early 2000s, it was like we would do everything together. We yeah. would do we would have New Year's parties at the gym. We would travel everywhere to the fight. We would back then we would take our our ring and we would all bolt it Dang, up and like, we were wrenching yeah. and then return his mom and. And crew wrecks at that time, they would take us out to eat. And for us, like, that was the biggest pay. Just being in that community would be, like, 11 o'clock at night, and we'd be tired as fuck. But we'd be there as, a, like, a family at MTK, and it was just, like, it's never ended. You know what yeah. I mean? So when me and Neil partnered up, it was, like, it just... We didn't even say, like, this is what we're going to... We just carried on the tradition, and it was, yeah. like, just in a bigger scale, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's, like, we see you guys, and we just, like, look at you guys, and we remember our days because we did everything together as a team. And those days, man, we would do everything together huh yeah absolutely that's why i still try to like host these like mtk uh, yeah, outings that, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's just when you guys can make it we, we always yeah. love seeing you guys out yeah. but it, it's really cool because it's like i get to see trey in normal clothes like oh. normally it's just gym wear you yeah. know but like but, when i see him at the fights or i oh, see yeah, him right yeah, now yeah. it's like oh wow he's got some bling on he's looking sharp over here well it like kind of goes back to what you were saying like for me like health is a whole different lifestyle you feel me and so you can't just like sit around in your life and just like expect things to just like work itself out all the way you kind of have to like get a little uncomfortable like when i came into mtk i didn't know anybody i really didn't know anything about martial arts you feel me and so but i do know that you can never go wrong being in a room full of people making healthy choices yeah it's that simple that's right. I yeah. love that. I love that, Trey. Yeah. Do you have any friends outside of MTK that you brought into the gym to come yeah, and work out? Yeah, my cousin, uh, Mace. Oh, yeah? He's been here for like two months, maybe. Like, yeah. I, what was, how was that? Did he ever do it before or nope. did he just see you do it and was Well, curious? he's a fighting there too, you know, oh, and we okay. work together. Like, we're both like uh, consultants, like in the rehab scene all around the valley. Oh, no shit. And uh, so like before I, I came to MTK, I was lifting heavy for a year like I, I kind of used to look different you know and like like Muay Thai really changed my life like my my body style like low key mm -hmm. Be but I could just feel like my cardio was so trash like I was I was like kind of I was husky you know like I was big but like I weighed like 226 mm. you know in the last November and just doing this at least like four times a week like that's how I try to keep a minimum like at least four times a week I'm, I'm at like 186 right now 
you know, so it's just like. But you look bigger than 186, though. Yeah. You, yeah. I think it's because of the cut. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. Yeah. That's cool. And for people that don't know Trey, too, Trey, you're tall. Like, how tall are you? I'm 6'3, yeah. Yeah, 6'3. Yeah. He's 6'3 and 186, but you look like you're still pushing 200 something pounds yeah. easy. And then yeah. going back to your cousin, yeah. uh, how did that transition happen? Did he just say, hey, I want to go with you, or what? I, nah, I was getting on his ass. Oh, were you? <laughs> Boy, you know, like, like, this is my cousin. Like, we pretty much do everything together. Like, he's a fight nerd. Like, we've been fighting together our whole lives. Yeah. But, like, he's a, he's a southpaw. And I was like, bro, just come in. Like, I, I'm trying to, like, get some, like, different looks. I want yeah. some southpaw looks. And eventually he was like, for a little bit, he was like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe this and that. And then, like, I think just... Honestly, what I think it really is, is like the mental health aspect. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just happier. Like, I'm just like in a better place mentally mm -hmm. than I was a year ago. Even though I was still working out and eating okay, like, I'm much more disciplined now because this is like, it's like, uh, you can see, like, if you eat fucked up and you come to Muay Thai, it will check you. Like, you, you yeah. can feel that shit. <laughs> yeah. You can't get drunk. You can't, like, do all this shit all the time and just, like, try to party. Like, and I think that he kind of peeped some of the mental health aspects. And my cousin just came in, man. It's been a great transition for us. You know, he comes to sparring like almost every week, and that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Was he already in California, or did yeah. he move down here with you? No, nah, he was already out here. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Right down the street. That's dope, yeah. man. That's and, cool. And how has your transition been from Seattle to here? Like, what what are the differences that you see from two different states? And then, how's it been living here for you? Uh. So, Seattle is kind of expensive too. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, but I think out here, man, it's just like it, it's it can be too much for some people. You see a lot of people move out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I can see it like kind of like breaks some people's spirits and they want to go back home. And I understand, but like I feel like you know pressure makes diamonds. That's right. And you, you got to get to it. and You got to get through it. Um, I kind of like honestly feel like back home like it's like a normal place mm. like out here like i got a nice ass car you feel me like but back home it would be really 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 nice mm. you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. you feel me like like the, the richest person from my neighborhood probably has a mansion and like five cars mm. but that's just like a normal person out here yeah, yeah so it's just it's a different it's a different pace but that's why when you find different communities like mtk where it's just like oh these people are like mad cool like this is like a normal community mm -hmm. then you're gonna stick with it you feel me yeah, yeah that's cool that's cool yeah do you what are your goals with muay thai like do you um you know obviously this is a nice hobby for you it's it's been a lifestyle for you right mm -hmm. keeps you active it helps with the mental do you how long do you see yourself training muay thai for probably until i can you know nice uh why would like, why would you stop doing something productive like this? You yeah, know what I mean? absolutely. I mean, I'm 30 years old. I already got like recognition like from the music. I'm not like trying to be a fighter, mm -hmm. but I want to get nasty. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, probably, I probably want one fight. Like if I go uh, to Thailand or something to go train, I probably take a fight over there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just like mm -hmm. this is a no pressure deal, but it's still like a little competitive. Yeah, just because like we're all close. Like everybody at the gym is all close. That's right. We know when we're like one of us is improving, we can tell. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah. And that's why it's good to just like stay consistent. You feel me? I love that. Yeah, I love that. Andre, I, I love it. So I'm so excited because this is like stuff I've never spoken this much to Trey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but Trey, if someone was to be listening right now, right? hearing your episode and they're just getting inspired by your story. Maybe they're from a different state. Maybe they're from Seattle. Um, 
what are some words of advice that you could share with them um, that maybe they're, they're an addict, maybe they're doing things, they're running with the wrong crowd, you know, how, what could you say to them to help them make that switch to shift and start being more productive and, or maybe getting in a better wellness space, right, for their head? Like, well, what could you say to them? I'm trying to plug my businesses in right here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, really quick, before you answer that, so I have a brother who's an addict, and I've cut him out of my life. Yeah. He calls me here and there when he's, like, on there. My dad's, like, um, what's that called when you... Um, uh, enables him. Yeah, yes. enables him. Like, take some food, wash his clothes, and like. So me and my dad, my dad lives with me. So I, like, I no longer like get involved. But I'm like, I just cut him off because he used to be like crazy, yeah. you know, yeah. talk crazy like stuff. He came and he actually like not too long ago to the gym look for me. I'm like, you know. And my dad told me, like, I need you to help me to get him into like, how, like, what do you recommend and something like that as a personal advice? Like, how do you? How does a, an addict get help? Does he need to want it before anything else? How does that work? Oh, man, there's like moments of clarity that people in addiction will have. And so like, for a lot of us, it's like if we get locked up and you know you're gonna have fucked up withdrawals, you know what I'm saying? Or like, just a, a really big crisis hits, it may wake them up out of their delusion because they're kind of like trapped. Like you can see his problems, right? Yeah. He can't see his problems right now, mm. right? Because it's literally a chemical imbalance. Like he can't fathom that he has a problem. Like he's just worried about getting this, selling this, going to get this, you know, maybe like, like we're manipulators as addicts, right? Manipulating whoever he has to, to get his next, whatever his drug choices. Yeah. So I think my, and like my words of advice would be like, Every situation is different, but don't ever enable an addict, okay? It's scary because people, it's, it's very risky out here in the streets with drugs right now. The drugs are not clean right now, you know? So I work at NoHo Recovery and I work at his place uh, in uh, Woodland Hills called Vanity Wellness Center. It's like the populations of people I see is so crazy. I mean, I, I'm counseling people that are 70 years old, I'm counseling people wow. that are 17. Wow. You feel me? And I've been doing this since 2019. So it's like, I would never promote enabling drug addiction, you know? And it sucks, like you might have to cut them off, but there are things you can do to help yourself not get overly stressed about it. Like, you know what Alamon is? No. So Alamon is for people that are dealing with an addict in their family, or maybe it's their romantic partner. And like, I would probably suggest that you like hit a Zoom meeting like maybe once a month or like every like every couple months just to see like damn other people are like having to cut off their like kids bro you feel me and it's yeah. like it hurts like it sucks mm. but like you can get a sense of community from like it, it will help you stay strong in your decision making because mm. i know it's not the hard, it's not the best decision like it's not that easy to cut off your family right, right. you know and i feel you but I would probably check out Alan Amini and just focus on yourself right now. You can't really do anything for him. Right. You, you, there's no ultimatums you can give him. This is your brother. Right. He's a grown ass man. He's gonna do what he got to do. Right, right, right. Yeah. But what would you say for the when they do ask for help in the moments where they're like, "Hey, I need help." So when they ask for help, yeah. that's when you got to drop everything and help them. But as long as it's not like, when, you have to be very firm and strict, like in your like uh, in your help that you give them. I'm not gonna give you money. Like, don't tell me you're clean right now. I'm not going to give you $40. You right. feel me? It's more like you're going to a treatment center right now. I'll drop you off. You feel me? And then mm. I will pick up the phone when you call. Mm. You, there needs to be a third party. And that's why I really appreciate my job as a drug counselor because we are the third parties that can, like, confirm with the family. Like, this person's still in treatment. Okay. You know, nice. like, you feel me? Like, nice. so I would suggest there be a third party involved 
And just on some like bro to bro advice, like, bro, if you're not going to fucking go to treatment, at least hit a meeting, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. At least go to a meeting. Like if it's in our neighborhood, like around the MTK, there's some good ass meetings. Good. Good. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So tap into Trey, it. with that said, um, where can people find you if they're listening right now and they're an addict and they've had that moment of clarity, yeah. like you spoke of, how can they get a hold of someone like you? Where, where can they find you at? So you can find me at uh, MacNed on Instagram, M-A-C-K-N-E-D. You will definitely know it's me. You know, I'm, I look like just like me. And you can DM me. Uh, there should be links in my uh, Instagram for ways to reach out. Uh, you can Google NoHo Recovery, five minutes from MTK. Okay. And we've been open since 2019. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Okay, yeah. great, great. Thank you so much, Trey. I appreciate that. Yeah, That's definitely. very, very, very helpful. And like I said, the reason why we do this podcast is if we can help inspire or change someone's life, hearing someone's story, this was so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, and again, guys, you heard it. Okay. Where to find him. If you need, if anyone needs help, guys, hit this guy up. Hit me up, Okay. Man. And, uh, but guys, that concludes another episode of Muay Thai Save Me. If it's your first time tuning in, just remember we bring on guests on this show and just showcase how Muay Thai has impacted their life in a positive way. Um, if you enjoyed this episode or any other of our episodes, please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share, and then stay tuned for next week's episode.